Blog Talk Radio. Healthcare host, Mr. Diva Bedick, also featuring Mama Rosemarie, USA Today <clears throat> best-selling author Tanya Kappas, the Charlie's Angels of Outreach featuring Patricia Eddy Gentle from Atlanta, and Cleveland's Marianne Nicolay. Also on tonight's podcast, we have Asia Brown as Raven Falcone, Chef Robert Lewis as Moneybags, Savita Williams as The Healer, Kathleen Schuler as Isabel Swanjinski, and of course, there's me, your narrator, Lorraine Brooks. Throughout this podcast, we will feature music from Leonard Bernstein's recording of Tchaikovsky's Swan Lake, as always, courtesy of Sony Music. Tonight's story of diabetes mystery and intrigue is meant to remind you that not everything is black and white, especially when it comes to your diabetes health. Year after year, thousands of people flock to see Swan Lake performed by ballet companies all around the world. Our own Mr. Divabetic, Max Zadek, is himself a big ballet fan, and he has managed to wrangle some tickets for his team to enjoy tonight's performance. But let's not get too far ahead of ourselves, because right now, it looks like Max is in a precarious situation once again, judging by the fireworks parked fire trucks parked outside of his New York City residence. Hmm. Patricia, Marianne, and Tanya Kappas just arrived to Max's smoke-filled building. I wonder what he could have done this time in the kitchen to cause such a fire. Let's listen. It looks like Max has finally learned to master one recipe. Yeah, the recipe for disaster. So who's to blame for your latest catastrophe, Max? Uh, It was my darn smartphone. What? How is your smartphone responsible for a fire? It it caught fire while I was cooking and just exploded. Bad things always seem to happen when you're in the kitchen, Max. Yeah, like stumbling over dead bodies. Oh, stop exaggerating. We haven't been involved in a murder in over a month, and I, for one, intend on keeping it that way, especially now. Why? What's going on? 
it's a surprise. Oh, wait, let me borrow someone's phone so first so I could text my mom to pick up some cleaning supplies before she comes over. Yeah, and you better tell Mama Rosemary to bring you a new rolly pin because this one is a burnt matchstick. Okay, what's the surprise? My catering skills just paid off big time. I traded several cheesecakes for tickets to tonight's opening gala of Swan Lake. Surprise, I got tickets for everyone. Oh, my goodness, I've been dying to see that ballet ever since that movie Swan Lake with Natalie Portman. I wonder how much behind-the-scenes ballerina drama is true. Well, I don't know about backstage, but there's plenty of deception on stage during Swan Lake. In one scene, the black swan disguises herself as a white swan to trick the prince into being unfaithful. Oh, it's hard to tell the two swans apart. What kind of cheesecake did you make? A gluten-free blueberry lavender cheesecake. It's my newest masterpiece. (laughs) Whoa, that sounds like a lethal combination, Max. And I think more people would prefer, like, cinnamon over lavender. I mean, it tastes good with blueberries, and I hear it's helpful for people with diabetes. Well, no one really knows if cinnamon works for managing your blood sugar levels. And regardless of what you read, it's difficult to know the potency of any particular batch of cinnamon. Well, tell me, why is everyone so gung-ho about gluten-free baked goods? I mean, isn't it just a fad? Well, gluten-free is more than a fad if you have celiac disease. It's a way of life. Many people living with type 1 diabetes also have celiac disease, which could cause hypoglycemia and elevated A1Cs. For people with both conditions, adopting a gluten-free diet can really help. So are y'all telling me that gluten-free cheesecake is better? No, no, gluten-free cheesecake is still cheesecake, but there are plenty of healthier gluten-free options like fruits and vegetables. And gluten-free does not mean carbohydrate-free either. You still need to fit gluten-free foods into your meal plan. Hey, why don't you tell Mama Rosemary to come early to the ballet? We could use some fresh air now that the fire's been extinguished. Good idea. We could check out our seats for tonight. And maybe I could even take some photos of the rehearsal for Instagram. Well, let's go before Max has time to cook up another disaster. So off Max and the gang go to Lincoln Center, which is the home of the Gotham City Ballet. Tonight is the premiere of Swan Lake, and there's a gala grand celebration, which Max, of course, is dying to see. The famous choreographer George Balanchine often joked, one should call every ballet Swan Lake because then people would come. Ironically, performance of Swan Lake in Moscow in 1877 was actually a total failure. It wasn't until 1895 when the ballet was completely re-choreographed that it became the success 
on which other international productions have been based up until now. Gotham City Ballet is in the midst of rehearsal as Max and our team search for their seats up in the nosebleed section of the theater. But, oh, my God, it can't be. Oh, my God, sprawled across Max's seat is a dead body. And it looks like world-famous Antonio Swanjinski, who is the artistic director of the Gotham City Ballet, and he's lying in a pool of blood. But wait a minute. Upon closer inspection, I can't help but notice that Antonio's face is covered with something gooey and purple. What could that be? It looks like that's Max's cheesecake covering his face. And it smells like it, too. That lavender scent is so overpowering. Oh, boy, oh, boy, there's only one thing for us to do. Yeah, come on, let's get out of here. This isn't exactly what I wanted to post on Instagram. No, no, Max. Tanya means we'd better call the police. Oh, no, I don't, Patricia. I'm saying we need to investigate. This wasn't an accident. He was murdered. Everybody, start looking for clues. So when I write my Olivia Davis paranormal mystery, it's always she scours the crime scene right away before the police get there. Are you crazy, Tanya? Let's get out of here. Listen here, mister. You're not going anywhere because you're the prime suspect. She's right. The murder weapon seems to be your cheesecake. Oh, great. My mugshot's going to be on the front page with the headline, Killer Cheesecake. I'm doomed. Let's not count our chickens before they've hatched, Max. For one thing, there's too much blood for this to be poison. And I can tell he hasn't been dead for very long. Well, how can you tell that? His color hasn't changed. If he were dead for several hours, all the blood would have drained away from the top of the body and pooled in body parts near the ground. And judging from the amount of blood, I'd say whatever his injury was, it was fatal. Then listen, we'd better get out of here before the killer decides to waltz back in here and find us snooping around. Light illuminates the balcony as a stranger enters. But wait a minute, I recognize her too. It's Isabel Swanjinski, America's foremost prima ballerina, and she also happens to be Antonio's wife. They are one of New York's most photographed power couples, right up there with Beyonce Beyonce and Jay-Z. Well, after the initial shock of finding her husband's dead body subsides, Isabel is craning her neck to notice that Max and our team are standing right nearby. I'll tell you, for a man who struggles to get water to a boil, Max certainly has no trouble getting himself into hot water. I wonder what he's going to talk himself out of this mess. What's that covering my husband's face? Oh, that's Max's gluten-free blueberry lavender cheesecake. 
Sonia, why did you say that? Now we have no choice but to wait here for the police. No, that's out of the question. The police will turn this place into a circus and force us to cancel tonight's gala at fundraiser. We'll lose everything. All right, now we're on to something. The killer's motive. It could be to sabotage the ballet. I can't let an act of violence eclipse my husband's vision. Antonio's ought must prevail. What can I do? Well, you can let us investigate, see? Thanks to Max, we've got plenty of experience. What do you say? Do we have a deal, Isabel? Yes, yes, yes. The show must go on. No, no, no. Don't listen to her. This is crazy. Someone's bound to notice Antonio's missing, and then I'll end up in even deeper trouble. Actually, Antonio keeps to himself on performance days. You should be able to conduct your investigation without anyone noticing. So whoever killed him must have known he's going to be alone up here. Hmm, did your husband have any enemies? (laughs) Take your pick. Great art comes with great Fiction, friction. Antonio locked horns with everyone, including two of our principal dancers, Robin Crane and Raven Falcone. Robin quit yesterday. Huh. Well, what about the other one, the Raven? Raven hated the fact that Antonio chose Robin over her to play the Black Swan. That's it. I've got it. Raven took Antonio's life to seek revenge. Hold your horses, Max. Before you start pointing fingers, we should find out who ended up getting the part of the black swan first. Take a look in this notebook. This is where Antonio wrote down his final casting decisions. I'm sure the answer's in here. Let me see. Wait a minute. Several of these pages are missing. Look, they've been torn out. Change. It was intact when I saw it earlier. And what time did you see it earlier? Before I left to go to my salon for a waxing appointment around 10 a.m. And did you see your husband too? No, he wasn't here. Then maybe he was at the ballet's cafe, which would explain why Max's cheesecake ended up here. Guys, we better get cracking. You will be discreet, won't you? Oh, don't worry. If anybody asks, we'll say that we're um, part of Antonio's, um, hey, healthcare team. Did your husband have any other medical conditions? Uh, yes. Uh, Antonio had uh, type 2 diabetes. Uh, he's been struggling with his blood sugar for the past 10 years, which, which reminds me he was taking blood thinners because of his kidneys. Then that's our cover. My friend Patricia and Mary Ann here are diabetes educators. Good idea. Our skills at solving suspicious spikes in blood sugar will come in handy for this investigation. Well, then we better get started because no one is safe around here as long as there's a killer on the loose.
Well, it looks like Patricia is already jotting down a few notes in a diabetes blog book. Well, you know, let's hope she finds some patterns that will help unlock this mystery. I know that when I use my diabetes logbook, I see patterns too. Jeez, Patricia. I mean, wouldn't you'd rather use a regular sheet of paper than a logbook to write your notes down? Actually, a well-kept logbook helps people with diabetes solve mysteries. It's a good way to keep track of blood sugar levels too. Oh, my friend, she never writes down her blood sugars. Do you think I should tell her to? Well, some people don't like to keep track of the blood sugars because they think their high blood sugar levels means they've been bad. But those high numbers are actually important tools. They help you to solve problems with your doctor. That's right. Your friend will start to see patterns with her blood sugars after only a couple of weeks. And seeing patterns like repeatedly experiencing low blood sugars before going to bed will help the doctor to adjust medications and to improve the quality of life. Well, I know another pattern that might help us with our investigation. Did you guys know that half of all murders are committed by the spouse? My thoughts exactly. I already put Isabel's name at the top of my list of suspects. Why? Well, she picked up the cigarette lighter that was next to Antonio's body, and she hid it in her pocket. I saw that too, Mary Ann. What? That lighter might prove my innocence. Why do you two stop her? Oh, Max, just relax. If she's not aware that we know that she took it, then she just might lead us to the murderer if she's not it. In my Killer Coffee Mystery Series, my main character, Roxy Bloom, she solves cases by being two steps ahead of the killer and two steps ahead of the police. So we need to follow her. Oh, good grief, Tanya. This is real life, not fiction. The four of us just can't go around stalking Isabel. We'll get caught. My career, my cadence career is hanging by a thread. I just can't risk it. Don't you see? It's too obvious. Okay, okay. You're right. I say let's split up. The three of us will go look for clues while you, Max, you just stay here and keep an eye on Isabel. What? I mean, why single me out? Well, because your goose is already cooked thanks to that fire this morning. Well, look at that. Several black feathers trickle down from above just as our team reaches the bottom of the staircase. Could that be an ominous message from the black swan? Hmm. Instead of splitting up, our team cautiously climbs back up the hundreds of stairs, which reminds me, this year marks the 100th birthday anniversary for both dancer-turned-choreographer Jerome Robbins, and conductor-composer Leonard Bernstein, both of whom collaborated on many ballets. But anyway, once at the top of the stairs, with no signs of an interloper, our team heads to the office of the ballet's chief financial officer, Adolf Slickenheim. Everybody refers to Adolf as Moneybag. If our team is going to find a crack in this case, 
it could be through the Gotham City Ballet's finances. Because after all, Russia's Bolshoi Ballet Company, where the Swan Lake was first performed in 1877, has also been recently rocked by scandals due to the greed and corruption in their office. Okay, look, whatever you want, I'm busy. Beat it. Sorry, but this is important. We need to talk to you about Antonio. I'm done being that guy's babysitter. Who are you people anyway? We are people of Antonio's healthcare team. All of you? Every one of you? The last thing we need around here is more women. And that's a problem? Look, talk to our former principal dancer, Robin Crane. We got rid of her yesterday. What? I mean, we were just told that Robin quit. Quit? Look, no one leaves Gotham City without a fight. Well, then, who is she fighting with? You can read about it on Twitter. Now, what's so important that you had to interrupt me? Well, Antonio may have experienced diabetic ketoacidosis. Are you aware that he's living with type 2 diabetes? Of course, everybody knew. But I've never heard of whatever it is you just said. Does it cause bleeding? No, it doesn't. Diabetic ketoacidosis occurs when your body doesn't have enough insulin. Insulin breaks down sugar. So your body is actually forced to break down fat and muscle for energy, causing a chemical imbalance. You can also become severely dehydrated and you could lose consciousness because of it. Y'all, wait a minute. Hold on. How did you know his nose was bleeding? Well, uh, well, um, uh, well, I mean, because Gotham City's ballet prince's nose bled all over my paperwork this morning. I figured his little habit finally caught up with him. Why? What does little habit mean? He's an addict. But who cares? Tonight's ticket sales are through the roof. Everyone's in love with Antonio. Yeah, and all that love could explain why I noticed Antonio doesn't wear his wedding ring. He took his ring off already? Hmm. Asking Isabel for a divorce last night was a rotten thing to do. going to split up after having that little talk with Moneybags. Max watches Isabel, and she's sitting in the audience watching several of the ballerinas rehearse. In contrast to the shining birds on the stage, our team is huffing and puffing after climbing several flights of stairs for the second time looking for clues. A breathless Tanya, Patricia, and Marianne rejoin Max just in time to see the 16 dancers mimic the movement of a flock of swans. I can't help but be reminded that swans usually attack, but only when they're provoked. Max, I got a funny feeling that someone's following us. Remember those black feathers we saw earlier in the stairwell? 
Well, someone must not were up here. Hmm. Well, after the way we grilled them, I bet it was money bags. No, it can't be him. There's security outside his office ready to escort him from the building. Don't look so surprised, Max. His signed resignation letter was on the top of the pile of papers in his office next to that half-eaten muffin. The timing of his resignation seems awfully suspicious to me. I'm putting him on the list. Hey, do you guys think Moneybag's muffin was gluten-free? Who cares, Max? Did you even hear what I said? One of our prime suspects is flying the coop. I get it, I get it, but listen, there could be a connection between that muffin in his office and my cheesecake, because the cafe downstairs only sells gluten-free pastries. I don't believe it. Are you thinking that the reason why Moneybags might have killed Antonio was to intentionally destroy your dreams of being a famous caterer? Yes, I do. That's got to be the reason why he killed him. Max, honey, I hate to break it to you, but the reason your catering career is stuck in a rut isn't because people like Moneybags are trying to sabotage you. It's because your recipes aren't that good. What? I can't believe you just said that, Tanya. Oh, you know, you know, you sound just like that hotshot Antonio Swaginski. He didn't want me to succeed either. He told me so yesterday. Wait, wait a minute. Did you just say that you met Antonio yesterday? Oh, yes, I did. He took, he took one look at the cracks of my cheesecakes and he, he started laughing. He told everyone that they probably tasted waste. Uh, worse than they looked. I told him, if you don't stop, I'll shove that cheesecake right in your face. Oh, Max, we have been racking our brains trying to figure out why the heck your cheesecake is mixed up into this murder, and you didn't think it was important to mention that you two had a fight? What other secrets are you keeping from us, Max? Tell us now before you end up a dead duck. Oh, my goodness, it looks like one of the heavy heavy sandbags that's used by the stage crew to hoist up the curtain just came crashing down mere inches from the spot where Max was standing, and it narrowly missed him. I see that the rope has been cut. Isabel has vanished from her seat in the theater, and I don't think it was just a silly accident. Well, there they go. Our team is rushing to safety through the closest doorway, which happens to open into the ballet's shoe shoe closet. I've read that ballerinas may use up to three pairs of point shoes during one performance of Swan Lake. So there are rows and rows of ballet shoes of all colors and sizes neatly stacked on the shelves in the shoe closet. There are even some vintage toe shoes. The woman who runs this department is called the Healer, and, oh, I get it, the healer but because of the shoes. Well, anyway, she seems spooked by the arrival of our team. I wonder if there's any skeletons in this closet. Hi there. Sorry to bother you. We're visiting medical professionals here to help the dancers manage their stress before tonight's performance. Oh, 
Well, just tell them to keep away from Isabel. Isabel? But we heard Antonio's the one to avoid. He might be the goose that lays the golden egg, but Isabel runs the roost. Oh, I wish I never told her about the baby. Wait, what baby? Our principal dancer, Raven Falcone, is pregnant. Everyone's happy, except for the wife of the father. The wife of the father? Hold on. Hold on. Are you saying Raven is having Antonio's baby? And you just told Isabel? When? Last night after rehearsal, she got so angry that I'm worried. Oh, I'm probably talking nonsense, except she's done it before. Wait, are you telling us that Isabel has had a history of violence? Let's just say she wouldn't be the first woman to snap like these toe shoes after she found out her husband's been unfaithful and do something crazy. Now that you mention it, why are all these toe shoes broken anyway? Don't let appearances fool you. Each dancer breaks the shank in their shoe. That's the part you stand on when you stand on point. When it's broken, it can help the foot arch even more, so it looks like a banana. Interesting. They must know their feet extremely well to accurately make that type of an adjustment. Yes, dancers are on a first-name basis with all 26 bones in each foot. Boy, I wish I could say the same for my patients with diabetes. I'm always urging them to check the bottoms of their feet every day so they can prevent a nick or a scratch from developing into something much more serious. Tonight's ballet is a serious workout. Swan Lake never lets up. The intensity of the steps means that as soon as you stop, cramps flood your legs and feet. Try that eight times a week, and your feet swell so much, you have to ice them just to be sure of getting them back into your shoes. Oh, my. After what you've just said, I don't think I could bear to watch them suffer on stage. Oh, don't worry. The audience won't see anything but beauty, no matter how bad they're hurting. When I used to dance, I always felt like I was dreaming with my feet. Oh, no. Look at the time. I'll miss my next cue if I don't hurry. I've got to run. Bye. The healer snatches up several pairs of toe shoes and rushes out the door, kicking the door closed behind her. Max is reaching for the door and turning the knob, but he can't seem to open it, which means their investigation looks like it's come to a screeching halt. Stuck in the shoe closet, our team can barely hear the sound of the now infamous score that Tchaikovsky began working on in 1875 without any prior experience writing ballet music for the professional theater. I don't like being in here. It gives me goosebumps. Oh, please. Nobody hates being in the closet more than I do. Thank God I came out years ago. Besides, I'm starving. Didn't you eat breakfast? No, I think I had my hand full dealing with a fire, remember? 
Well, I tell my patients not to leave home without pre-planning. If you don't have a snack, you can get into trouble. Plus, breakfast boosts your energy, it curbs those midday cravings, and it can even help you maintain a healthy weight. And I know you know this, Max, but I think it bears repeating. Missing even one breakfast each week increases your risk for type 2 diabetes by 20%. Jeez, thanks. I'll be sure to remember that helpful tip the next time I'm stuck in a closet. I hope someone finds us soon. And as if on cue, the doorknob turns and the door begins to open. Our team steps back in an attempt to protect themselves from the intruder. I wonder who this could be. Finally, I found you. Oh, my goodness. It's Mama Rosemary. But how did she get here? Leave it to her to come to the rescue of our team of amateur sleuths. Mama Rosemary, you're here just in the nick of time. You can help us with our undercover investigation. I would have been here sooner if it weren't for those stairs. My hip is killing me. Let's get started. Fill me in. No, 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 Mom. You're not getting involved. Helping me with a recipe isn't the same thing as investigating a murder. It's way too dangerous. Good baking is just like investigating. They're both all about the details. This should cheer you up. Here, have a piece of my, have some of these new almonds that I brought for you. Oh, see, ladies, there's no need to be prepared when someone else has got your back. Maybe this time, but leaving your life to chance is far from a perfect plan. So what trouble did my son get into this time? We just found a dead body covered in your son's cheesecake, and your son is the prime suspect. That sounds pretty messy to me. I hate to clean that mess up. Hey, that's not a bad idea. What if the killer purposely made a mess using Max's cheesecake to hide the actual cause of death? When my cheesecake cracks at the top, I just try to hide that imperfection by spreading a layer of sour cream over it. No one could tell the difference. Mom, you never told me that. I was planning to once you learned how to make a good cheesecake or a no-bake cheesecake the way you usually do it, without burning it and burning down the house. Hold on, I've got it. What if the crack Max's cheesecake is hiding is actually cocaine? Antonio could have overdosed and fallen headfirst into the cheesecake. That's a good point. Prolonged cocaine use can lead to nosebleeds. Isabel told us Antonio was on blood centers, which could explain why there is so much blood on the floor. Oh, I almost forgot. I found a cigarette lighter on the floor near the stairs. Do you think it's a clue? Look, it's the same lighter that I saw Isabel pocket earlier today. That someone is probably looking for it, which means one thing. Now they're looking for us. Thank you. 
Now, let's think about this. If that lighter can prove the identity of the killer, then I'm afraid it looks like Tanya is right. Our team might be in grave danger. But if they leave the theater to seek safety, then Max risks going to jail for a murder he didn't commit. What are they going to do? There's still one person in this tragic love triangle that they haven't spoken to, and that's the ambitious young dancer, Raven Falcone. Our team is entering her dressing room as she places the black feathered crown upon her head. Excuse me. We're trying to find a dancer named Robin Crane. Do you know where she is? Oh, she was fired. I'm stepping into her shoes tonight. What? Oh, I'm so confused. I mean, Isabel told us Robin quit, and now you're telling us she was fired? <laughs> you never know what to believe with Isabel. She's all over the place. But the rest of the company knows Robin was fired. I just don't get it. Why was she fired on such short notice? Look, everything's not as pretty off stage as it is on stage here. Robin filed a complaint with our general manager and the dancers' union about Antonio. She accused him of threatening and physically abusing her and others in the company. Oh, I bet she was no match for him. I've seen pictures of Antonio, and he's even taller than me. How could any ballerina around here feel safe? Oh, look, we're not fragile little dolls. We're athletes. I've got stress fractures and tendinitis to prove it. Is this lighter yours? No, it's not. Antonio gave it to me, but I gave it back. Why? It could be the reason you've had so many injuries. Smoking is bad for your bones and your cardiovascular system. Oh, honey, save your breath. I quit. I did it just to keep my weight down. Antonio likes to see ribs on stage just like Balanchine. But isn't there less pressure for dancers now about their weight because of Missy Copeland? Yes and no. I mean, any good bunhead knows just looking the part doesn't guarantee you're going to get it, especially with creeps like Moneybags in charge. Tell us about Moneybags. What's he like? Who cares? He'll be gone soon. Oh, so you know about his resignation? Oh, we all do. All the dancers got together because of the Me Too movement. No one thought I would show up, but I did. Now, I was absolutely shocked by some of the stories I heard from older ballerinas who I thought were untouchable. Rumor has it that Moneybags had a plan to turn Gotham into a giant brothel and to ask us to befriend our financial patrons. I can't wait to see him go. Was Isabel there? Oh, no. She's a mess. She's so irrational. Isabel just can't deal with things. You mean like your baby? Oh, you know about my baby? (laughs) News sure travels fast. Did Antonio tell you? Hey, wait a minute. I know you. You're the guy who was arguing with Antonio in the cafe yesterday. What's this about? What are you up to? Oh, nothing. Um, We're just trying to learn more about Antonio so I can make a cheesecake more to his liking. Oh, don't bother. Antonio doesn't like sweets. Isabel does. And that's really the only sweet thing you can say about her. (laughs) Well, I take it that you're not a fan of Isabel. Look, I am not proud of breaking up her marriage, but I'm not ashamed of it either. 
powerful men like Antonio excite me. And I'm good for him. With me, he's a totally different man than he was when all those accusations happened. I'm why he's clean and sober. Well, what about if we told you that we might have proof that he was using again? I blame Isabel. She would stoop to anything to get back at him for having this baby. But this is one role she'll never get to dance. Hmm. Well, you know, I'm not surprised to hear that Gotham Ballet is dealing with allegations of sexual misconduct. Sadly, most people listening to tonight's broadcast probably know somebody who was or is currently being sexually harassed or assaulted. The only way to stop this type of degrading, dehumanizing behavior is to keep coming forward. That's just something to think about as our mystery continues. Well, time is ticking by, and our team is heading back up to the balcony to search for clues. But there's someone lurking again in the shadows. Now, who could this be? Guilty. You caught me. Money bag? I confess. Hmm. It looks like it's money bag. He's standing up from behind a row of theater seats. You're the one who killed Antonio? Yes, I am. I confess. Wait, how did you get back up here after security escorted you out of the theater? Look, I told you before, no one leaves Gotham City Ballet without a fight. So you're confessing to us that you killed Antonio after fighting with him? Yes, he must be the one responsible for dropping the black feathers and sandbag to scare us. Look, I'm confessing to save Isabel. She's being framed for murdering her husband, and I know she didn't do it. You've got to believe me. You've got to believe me. Well, a well-polished hand pulls back the red velvet drapes and enters the balcony. And look at that. Out of the shadows, step Isabel Swanjinski. going on here? Did you find out who murdered my husband? Yes, we did. Moneybags here just confessed to us that he killed Antonio. What? How could you? You two were best friends. Uh, Okay, let me explain. I didn't kill Antonio, but I'll gladly confess if it means that you won't be convicted for his murder. Yay! Why would anyone think I killed Antonio? Because, honestly, all the evidence we found points to you, Isabel, including this cigarette lighter. Yeah, Marianne and I both saw you take it earlier when you thought we weren't looking. I only took it to stop the media from learning my secret. Otherwise, they'll find out about Raven's baby and start speculating about how undesirable a wife I was to him. I can't let that happen. Why? What kind of secret are you hiding, Isabel? Yeah, whatever it 
It is. It can't be worse than being convicted for a crime you didn't commit. You need to tell us so we can help. I have PCOS. It's the reason why I couldn't have children and why your cheesecake ended up here in the first place. I told the cafe to only offer gluten-free foods after my husband told me it would help reduce my inflammation. I don't understand. What's PCOS? Polycystic ovarian syndrome. It's one of the most common endocrine disorders impacting women throughout the world. PCOS often starts with insulin resistance. And it can cause high blood sugar levels, erratic behavior, and it even causes excess hair to appear on your face and other parts of your body. Okay, okay, but I don't get it. I mean, Isabel, if you already told the cafe to order gluten-free foods, then why is it such a big deal to keep your diagnosis a secret? You don't understand. This isn't who I am. I'm a ballerina. I've worked my whole life to achieve perfection. Now I'm far, far away from that perfection because my body betrayed me. Oh, Isabel, you need to forgive yourself. Take pride in all that you've accomplished. Patricia's right. You don't need to suffer in silence. How can I go public with my diagnosis in such a crazy manner? I don't know. The way you've been living seems pretty crazy to me. Um, so is your PCOS the reason why you had extra baby facial hair and body hair? You had that waxing appointment this morning? Yes. Oh, my gosh, Isabel. Then your diagnosis is your alibi. Don't you see that your PCOS symptoms prove you're innocent? I mean, you have to tell the police. I guess you're right. I can't live with this secret any longer. No! She's lying. I know for a fact that Isabel murdered Antonio. The proof is right there in your hand. Well, the healer enters the balcony and points to the cigarette lighter that is in Max's hand. She's right. I saw Isabel take it with my own two eyes. Isabel's the killer. No, 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 no. I swear to you, Isabel is innocent. Don't listen to Moneybags. He'll say anything to protect her. He's a lovesick fool. Wow. Moneybags lunges towards the healer, but he knocks over Max instead. Max stumbles and trips over something rolling around on the floor. He bends down and picks up a small vial of essential oil that was underneath the seat. Look at him. His eyes are lighting up. What's the big deal, Max? It's just a piece of trash. Maybe. Or maybe not. Back in my theater days, I learned a nifty trick for removing body odors from costumes using lavender. Here, smell this. This bottle contains lavender. Okay, okay, I can smell it. Well, the lavender scent we smelled earlier didn't come from my cheesecake. It came from this bottle of lavender. Max swirls and turns in the direction of the healer. I saw several bottles just like this one in the shoe closet. This bottle proves that you were the one on, you were on the balcony earlier. That bottle doesn't prove a thing. The cigarette lighter does. 
Max is right. The healer is the only one who is capable of being in two places at once. Now listen up. While everyone's attention was focused on center stage, the healer was able to sneak up to the balcony without anyone noticing and kill Antonio. Very, very clever. Now I see what's happening here. She's the one who had me fired. And now she's framing Isabel for a murder she committed. <laughs> it's called killing two birds with one stone. You two are despicable. Isabel deserves to rot in jail for protecting her predator husband. And you deserve to be fired for keeping all of Antonio's secrets. Well, time's up. You'll never get away with it. Never. Who says so? Antonio's dead thanks to the metal toe of my old point shoe. You're out of a job, and poor Isabel will be sentenced to life once the jury finds out about her erratic behavior, crazy mood swings, and emotional outbursts. Bill thinks she snapped and killed her husband. Oh, no. She's planning to use your PCOS symptoms to frame you for murder. How dare you expose my secrets? That's the price you're going to pay for allowing him to harm all of them. Well, with that, the healer pulls out the ripped pages torn from Antonio's notebook from her pocket and thrusts them in Max's face. See for yourself. He's a monster. He wrote obscene and cruel comments next to each dancer's name on these pages, especially next to Robin's. And look what happened. She was fired the day before the biggest role in her dance career for speaking out. He kept his job and continued to sexually harass women like me. I had no choice. I couldn't let it go on any longer. Yeah, but you must know that violence won't rectify the situation, no matter what he did or was planning to do. All I know is out of the darkness comes the light. Antonio jumped at the chance of having a cocaine-laced piece of gluten-free blueberry lavender cheesecake when I offered it to him. It was pathetic. I couldn't wait to rub his face in it. Aren't you forgetting that it's your word against ours? No jury is going to believe you. (sighs) Well, that's why I already called the police. I said that I'm worried about Isabel and that she might try to kill me because I saw her kill Antonio. And my dead body will seal her fate. Wow. The healer climbs up onto the ledge of the balcony overlooking the orchestra, and with a look of fiendish glee, she's tossing the torn pages of Antonio's notebook in the air. Judging by the way her left leg is extended, it looks like she's preparing for a grand dramatic exit from this world. My plan was perfect until this caterer clown and his gluten-free blueberry lavender cheesecake came along and ruined everything. The only thing left to do is to take my 
final bow. No! <gasps> Whoa, what the heck? What happened? Looks like instead of falling off the balcony and splattering all over the orchestra section, something hit the healer in the shin and caused her to fall back into a balcony chair without getting injured. What could that be? Oh, dear. I just tried to stop her from falling. I hope she's not badly injured. From this rolling pin, Max, I've been carrying it around all day long. Ma? I would have gotten here sooner, but it took me so long to get up and climb those stairs. My hip is still killing me. Well, I'll be. It looks like Mama Rosemary saved the day again and saved the healer's life. Apparently, Mama Rosemary climbed those stairs just in time to find the healer teetering on the edge of the balcony. So, of course, she quickly jumped into action, grabbed the rolling pin from her healer's shins, hard enough to knock her to the floor before she could swan dive to her death. Now, the icing on the cake, or should I say the icing on the cheesecake, well, either way, our team managed to get orchestra seats for tonight's ballet, Swan Lake. Max and I would like to extend our sincere appreciation to all of our cast for making tonight's show fun and, as always, informative. Thanks to USA best-selling author Tanya Kappas, Mama Rosemarie, the Charlie's Angels of Outreach, Patricia Addy Gentle and Marianne Nicolay, Divabetic Image and Style Advisor, Catherine Schuler, Diabetes Advocates, Tasha Brown, Davida Williams, Chef Robert Lewis, and our producer, Weir. And as always, we are grateful to our sponsor, Sony Music, for providing us with our musical inspiration. This is your host, Lorraine Brooks, reminding you to be sure to tune in to our next Diabetes Late Night podcast next month. And in the meantime, remember, glamour more and fear less.